Today's daf is Shabbos daf Kuf Mem. Hey, we are on Kuf Mem Dal about seven lines from the bottom. Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. So we're continuing the discussion of squeezing things on Shabbos, which we know there's a prohibition of schita. Schita is a tolda of of dash of mefarik of extracting something. So that is the Isra on Shabbos. So we went into different types of fruits, fruits that are I mean la fruits that are there for that you typically use to extract juice from. Now we uh, changed a little bit to discuss the halacha of when, of my intention when I'm squeezing it. Am I squeezing it for a food uh, intention, for a food use, or am I squeezing it for a juice use? And we actually went into this yesterday at the end of the daf, that we see from here that one's kavana, your, your uh, intent, actually plays a role in halacha. So we mentioned the interesting psaq from the Kajag Lover Goin, that something that, that you consider a salad, you don't consider a beverage, perhaps has a different shear when it came to making kiddush on schnapps. We spoke about Rav Shechter's uh, chumrah based on that, on sherry cask, that you wouldn't have your typical bittol because uh, yayin saraf, scotch or uh, whiskey, maybe has a din of a solid and not a din of a liquid. Either way, let's go. You're allowed to squeeze grapes into a kedera, meaning a pot that has food on it, food in it, so you're squeezing it into your food. So it's a food application. You cannot do it into an empty bowl. So what do we see from here? We see that it really depends on your intention. A person could milk a goat on Shabbos. If you're doing it directly into a pot, so you're making a, uh, a French onion soup, and you want to have some cream in it, so you can milk the goat milk goat into the, into the pot. But you can't milk it into a bowl on Shabbos. So what do we see from here? That food that's going into food, uh, sorry, that, that liquid that's going into food is considered a oichel, and therefore there's no problem with schita. Based on this, there's a discussion. Can one squeeze lemon onto a piece of salmon on Shabbos or onto a salad? So you'll see from this Gemara, it sounds like one could. You're telling me that that beverage that goes into food is considered food. Hold on. We have a Mishnah in Taharas. It says, Zav You have a Zav, someone who's Tame Zav, he milks a goat. So when the when a Zav controls something, there's a Tuma called Tumas uh, Heset, similar to Tumas Masa. Tumas Masa is when, he, when, uh, when you carry something that's Tame here. Heset is when the Zav controls or carries something. He gives Tuma to that item. So when you're controlling the milk, so that should be called Tumas Heset, and the milk should be Tame. So Zav Shecholav says, he's milking the goat, Hechalav Tame. The Chalav becomes Tame. So Mar says, hold on a second. V- e, um, now, we did, the mission did not differentiate between why you were milking the goat, whether you were putting it into your French onion soup, that would be mashke habala oichel, or you just want to drink milk. The Mishnah did not differentiate. It sounds like either way, no matter what your intent was, you would have, you would be, you would make this uh, goat milk tummy. Hold on a second. Doesn't the milk have to get wet? If you're considering a food that, because it's going into a soup, it's going into a, a, a lasagna, so how 
did this milk become We spent the whole day yesterday discussing. You need v'chiyutan. You need one of the seven liquids to make something muxher susceptible lekabalas tuma. But my eskasher, how did this milk become muxher lekabalas So the gemara says, "Kedam Rabbi Yechon." Rabbi Yechon said, "There's a gemara in Kriyas Tafid Gimel. It talks about how human milk, mother's milk." could be and the question is mother's milk is considered a food because the child eats it it's the child it's the tinoks food infant's food so why is it considered a liquid so the gemara there said that the mother will first express a little bit of milk which she wants in order to get the the uh, infant to to nurse properly, so that tipa, that drop of milk that she expresses right away, that milk is berotzain. You want it to be a liquid, to be a beverage. It's not considered food at that point. That little drop will make the rest of the milk mukhshur lekabotum, because I have a liquid making the food, now we're calling challah food, so 99% of the challah is food. The 1%, that little droplet is called mashke, so that little mashke could make the entire uh, volume of milk mukhshur lekabotum. So hachanami, the same thing applies over here. So when you're milking this goat, there's a little bit of milk on the udders, and you, you do that in order to help the... You would actually splash a little bit of milk on the udders in order for the the goat to milk properly, and therefore that little milk that you put there that makes it mukhsher lekabotama. Okay, next question. Mesir Ravina. Ravina asks another question. It says Mishnah Tahara is tamei meis. So someone who's tamei meis, where there's a tumas maga, if you touch something, shesachat zeisim vanavim, he squeezes olives or grapes, kabeitza mechuvenes, and it had exactly the size of a beitza, which is the shear for tumas aichlin. Halach is tahar. Yatar. Why? Because this person didn't touch any liquid. He only touched the food, and the food will only be tummy when it has the size of an egg. However, it sounds like if the grapes were more than an egg size, tummy, the juice would be tummy, but hold on. Why would the juice be tummy? Well, we'll assume that the juice itself is because it's one of, the, uh, one, one of the, the liquids. Hold on a second. Meaning if yayin, yayin is one of the yad shachatam. So hold on a second. The grapes that you squeeze. Maybe you're squeezing it into your gravy. You're, you're using it for a food application, not using it for juice. Who, who, who told you that it should be moksha l'kabotum? But don't we say mashkin habala oichel is oichel? So the Gemara says, how did this become So the Gemara says, You're right. The case has to be only This Mishnah must be talking exclusively when you squeeze it in order to get the juice itself. You're not trying to put it you know, into your challenge. You're doing it like into a bowl and you're going to drink grape juice. That's the only time that this would be However, we could still say, defend the fact that this case was when it was going into to be used as a beverage, not as a food. Amrav says this is regarding where you have liquids that it's going straight into a food application, which one example we said was squeezing lemon into a uh, into salmon, squeezing lemon into a salad on Shabbos. Another interesting discussion, Chazanish Mishabura, regarding squeezing a lemon into your tea. So there it's going into a beverage, into a liquid. So that would be us, sir. What, what if I squeeze it onto a spoon full of sugar, so it goes into a solid, and then I mix it into my tea? That's Machlekes to Mishabura, Chazanish.
Amongst other Baiskim, do we consider it that it's automatically, it's going into the liquid, or do we say no, that since on the, the sugar level, it's a solid, so you squeeze it onto a solid, and therefore it will be mutter. So that's an interesting discussion in the Paiskim. Okay, I'm Rabbi Yemir. This is this machlekes regarding mashka haba letakin oichel hamashka balechel skitanets machlekes in the earlier Tanam. How do we see this? There's a Mishnah in Maisrus hamachlek ba'anavim. So you have bakers, and they would use uh, to shine the bread. So today you use a little bit of egg or use some other type of application. So they would use grapes. Actually, they do use some grapes, or usually uh, raisin juice concentrate is used in some, some artisan uh, bakeries, but typically it's not used. Anyways, someone who takes grape and they, and they, uh, they shine their bread with the grape. So So basically you took a little bit of grape juice and you uh, smeared it onto your chalas to get a little shine, and it's a little sweet. Not a bad recipe. So the Mishnah says, Loi The bread itself does not mukshir lekabotoma. That is not considered one of the liquids. Rabbi Huda Omer Hukshir. Rabbi Huda says, No, it is hukshir lekabotoma. Now, what's the machlekes? My labak, my fugi. Even though the, the liquid's here, but it's going onto bread. So now it's part of the bread application, and we don't consider it a liquid. So it's mashka bala oichal. Oichal hu. Marsav, I know. Lav oichal is not considered oichal. So Amra Papa, no, the Kuliyama, maybe don't tell me this is the same achlekes regarding mashka balaychal. Maybe the Kuliyama, everyone agrees, mashka balaychal, lavoychalu. So what's the machlekes here? Vahacha b'mashka balaybur kamefuki. They're arguing regarding a mashka that's going to get evaporated. It's going to be ibud. It's not going to be here anymore. Mar sabrabuda holds mashku, even though it's going to get burnt in the oven, it's still mashku, and therefore it's. It's a mukshul kabotuma. My server, the Tanakama says, "Lav mashku." Since it's going to get, uh, you know, uh, evaporated in the oven, there is no concern that it's considered a liquid. It's lav mashku. And this machlokes regarding mashka haba leibud is the same machlokes who plucked the honey tonight. The Tanya went in a brisa. I'm a fatzeh bezeisim yadayim b'seyavos. Someone who cracks open these olives, and you have to crack it, but you you open up these olives with hands that are tame. So hukshur, so because there's a little bit of olive oil that comes out of these olives when you crack it, when you uh, puncture it, so those olives can now be makabotoma. However, if you just cracked it a little bit in order to brine it, so you're making brined you know, olives, and you want the brine to, to, uh, to get through the entire product, so you want it to be totally salted and brined, so you want to open it. So then, because there, it sounds like you didn't want the, the olive oil to come out. Another example, let's say you're trying to figure out if this olive is ripe, if it's ready to be crushed. So another reason why you would open it, so all these cases, the oil that comes out and gets the olives wet is not Rabbi this is it is hoksher. So the Gemara assumes my lav b'hakam. Isn't this with the machlekes? Is the maser mashka b'oymeli b'od mashku? That even if it's going to get lost, it's still considered mashka, and therefore the zaysim are makabotoma. And I'm a fatzeh zaysim b'daim masavis hoksher. No, that mashka b'alibur is not considered mashka. So I'm Rav Hunabay Deveshua, Hanei Tanoi. This machlekes has nothing to do with that discussion of mashka ha'oymeli ibur. What's it talking about? 
Oh, sorry. So, so hold on. So, Hani Tanoi, this Tana is talking about Mashkam and Levabliki. our mission that talks about the, that's what I meant, the grape on the bread has nothing to do with mashka or That's a different discussion. What is the discussion there? The discussion there is you took liquid and you're not using it as a juice, but you're not really using it as a food. You're doing it something in between. It's a shine. So you want some something of a liquid texture to make the shine on top of the chawa, but it's not really a beverage. That's the machlekes. And that's the machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakama regarding the, the liquid on top of the chala. Next. So we said this before, that you're not allowed to squeeze into a kadeira, but you could, I'm sorry, into a kaara, but you couldn't into a kadeira. So if, the, if you have a pot full of food, the liquid's going into the food, no problem. If you're doing it into an empty bowl, it's aser. However, the dog, you want to squeeze a fish, let's see right for the juice, it's mutter. It's mutter even to squeeze fish, squeeze your herring, and get the juice out into a cup, enjoy. That would be mutter. Why is that? So we have to get into a little bit of the lambdas here. We didn't touch upon this too much, but the whole iser of schita is based on dash. Dash is separating, you're threshing something. So that's when I'm separating from, you know, oichel and mashka. I have liquid and I have food and I'm separating one from the other. However, if we consider it one item, this is fish, it's herring, so then there's no dash, there's no schita because we consider it one food. So that's the uh, lamb. This is a lot more to discuss in it, but Dafyami style, that's the background of why Doug Litsiroy would be mutter. Yosef Ravdimi, the Ka'amalala Hashmaita, Amalay Abayla Ravdimi, Atunish made the Ramas Nisin. You said this in the name of Rav, you had no problem because everything makes sense. That could be the opinion of Rav. Anan, Mishmei, the Shmumas Nisan, we had this uh, Memra, we had this saying. Quoted in the name of Shmuel, the Kashilana, we had a problem because me, I'm a Shmuel. Does Shmuel really say, Douglas Sira, Philis Sakara? Shmuel said he'll add a squeeze fish into a bowl. We have a different uh, brysa. It says, Kavashim, someone who had pickled vegetables, that you squeeze them, Amarav, Lagufon, if you squeeze it for its purpose, in order you, you wanted to eat the drier pickle, it was too. Uh, too much vinegar in there, you see, you squeeze it out in order to be able to eat uh, the pickle. So then, mutter, you got to do that on Shabbos. But the main if you wanted to get pickle juice, putter. Then Rav says, you're not allowed to do it, but you're putter. But it'll be aser, avalaser. If I have cooked vegetables, you have a cooked carrot from your soup. So being the gufon, being the whether I want to have a drier carrot or I want to actually squeeze out the carrot to get some carrot juice in my cup on Shabbos, mutter, it's mutter. Why? Because shlakais already, it's already uh, really considered one item at that point. You're not going to be able to get such a pure carrot juice when you're squeezing cooked carrots. So we could see why in Lundus that would not be a concern of schita. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says, Echer Kvashim, V'echer Shlokos, Lagufon Mutter, Lememein Patar Avalah. So whether it's Kvashim or Shlokos, whether it's, uh, you know, your, your pickled vegetables or cooked vegetables, Laguf Mutter, if you squeeze it, for its purpose, but if you're doing it for the liquid you want to have, carrot juice, it's usser, putter of usser. So what's the problem? You told me that previously that we quoted in the name of Shmuel that Douglas is mutter. If I want herring juice, I can squeeze herring on Shabbos. What's going on? Shmuel clearly says over here, only legufon is mutter. Lemeimein, if I want the juice. It's usser, it's potter, but it's usser. So Amalei, Kim, he swore, 
Mipumid Rabbi Yemir Shmila, I heard it from Rabbi Yemir, Rabbi Yemir Abzera, Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Yemir Ashi, Rabbi Yemir Ashi, Mei Rav. This is all from Rav. You made up that Shmuel said it. You're right, Shmuel never said it. This is all from Rav. Gufa. We learned previously, Kavashim Shesichaton, you had. Pickles, that you squeeze them. Amarav, look for If you want the, the pickle to taste better, mutter. Let me mayan. If you want the juice of the pickles, potter of a lesser. Ushlaka, you cook carrots. Bain the goof, me mayan, potter. Either way, you're. I'm sorry, give me the mayan, mutter. Shmuel, amar echadze, echadze. There's no difference between the types of vegetables. If you're squeezing it for its own purpose, you want the vegetable to taste better, no problem. You're never allowed to extract the juice for that purpose. Whether you're talking about uh, you know, pickles or cooked carrots, you squeeze them in order to better the carrot or the pickles. If you squeeze it because you want the juice, he holds your which is a big chiddish. Even though these things are not necessarily uh, great, or olives, he holds your chayav achatas. So the Gemara says like this, Meisvei, I'll ask you a kasha from this memra. We just said gufa. Hold on. We have a b'risa. The b'risa says, Serechatin, kevashim, b'shabas, let's You got to squeeze uh, these pickles for Shabbos. Avalei, mertes Shabbos, but not if I need it for mertes Shabbos. Vezisim anavim, lo yischait. You can't squeeze grapes or olives. You did it, So kasha l'rav, it doesn't, this doesn't fit with rav. Rav says, you're not allowed to do it uh, for the main man. Um, and, uh, and you have a kasha and rav. You have kasha and shmuel, and you have kasha and rabbi yechonah. So the Gemara says, rav mataras atamei, shmuel mataras atamei, and rabbi yechonah mataras atamei. Rav mataras atamei. He'll say like this: When the mishnah brings us seichatin kivashim b'shavas atzarech shavas atzarech shavas medvar murim, when do you let us squeeze it? It doesn't mean I'm squeezing it because I want the juice. No, it's squeezing it legufon. I'm squeezing because I want to better my vegetable. I'm not trying to extract juice. What if I, in fact, wanted herring juice? I wanted juice from these carrots. Now let it do it. It's putter, but you know, a putter, I've lost her. Ushlaka is, if I have cooked vegetables, being the gufan, being the main mutter. Oh, when it comes to cooked vegetables, that is mutter, even if you want the carrot juice. The zesin va'anovim, when it comes to olives and grapes, lo yischait asr vim schaton chayev chadis. That's how Rav would reinvent or reinterpret this b'risa. Shmuel matarats tamei, Shmuel has a different way of learning it. To fit his opinion, he says like this: You're allowed to squeeze veg, uh, pickles and Shabbos for the purpose of Shabbos. It's only when you want to eat this on Shabbos, not that you want the juice, you want to eat the vegetable. You're never allowed to squeeze vegetables to extract their juice for the purpose of the juice. When it comes to olives and grapes. That should not be done in and if you did it, you are chayv achatas. Rabbi Yechon has his own opinion, and he re- reads the b'risa to fit his opinion. You let us squeeze pickles for Shabbos. Whether it's pickles, whether it's carrots, no problem. If you're doing it for the juice, it's as if you wanted to squeeze olives and grapes, and you're chayv achatas. Rabbi Yechon fits his opinion opinion into this b'risa, so we could interpret the b'risa like Rav, like Shmuel, and like Rabbi Yoichanan. Different ways of learning it. If you're squeezing out olives or grapes, that's the Malachas Machshavas Asotaira. That's the real uh, bona fide Dash on Shabbos. Everything else would be 
at most usim rabbanon. Vechein tani dvei menasha another halacha. Dvar Torah in a chayev ella al drichas zeis and adam avad and vein aid mipi aid kasher ella edus isha bavad an aid mipi which means you have one aid testifying that another aid came to came to them and told them something. So. That doesn't work. You can't come to bed and say, oh, Ruvain told me that Levi uh, broke, uh, you know, Yehuda's thing. It doesn't work like that. You can't have aid me, pee aid. It has to be regular aid. Except Isha Bavad. When it comes to aid, is Isha. Now, the Gemara assumes here this means when it comes to an Aguna. So look at Rashi, top Rashi, Loimar le Isha Mespalech. You want to tell a woman that your husband had died. Da'akilu barabana mishim iguna. Chacham murmeko mishim iguna. And how does that work? If, 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 if she's of Asia's ish, if her husband's still alive, what are we doing? So the Rashi, famous words here, we have many sugyas and shas that, said, that, said, that says this, whenever you give Kedushin, could say, we could revoke your Kedushin, if your husband is still alive. So Chachamim are more meiko when it comes to Aguna Shailos, because you always have the caveat of Kol HaMakadosh, Okay, so as, at this point we assume that aid, mipi aid again, this is a whole new sugya for us, that saying aid us from another witness, so it's, it's like third hand information, it works only le aid isha, for aguna shilas. Iboilu, they ask the following question, can you have aid us mipi aid for bachar? So basically, halacha is when it comes to a bachar that, that has a mum that grew on its own, so it is. Uh, Apostles, the Bukhar. So, can I have Eidos from another aid? So, aid me to tell me that the mum grew on its own. So, Rav Ami Asr, Ami says, no, it doesn't work. For Rav Asi, Shari, Rav Asi says, no, it does work, and it will be good Eidos for Bukhar. So, I'm going to Rav Ami, Rav Asi, you can only do this for Eidos Isha, for Aguna, for a woman who, who lost her husband. We're not sure, whatever. So, that's when we were had this Eid and Mipiyed. So, how can you tell me that you're going to include the question of, of, um, of Bukhar? So, the Gemara says, Amo, when the Tana said, Aid me paid kosher ele edis isha, that's not what it meant. It didn't mean aguna. Ela le edis sheha isha kshira le bavad. The aid me paid works anytime that edis isha works, so then aid me paid works. So if isha works for edis on a bachar, aid me paid would work. Rabbi Yemar, Achsha, aid me paid le bachar. Karelim Remar, Yemar Shari, Bachar, they called Meremar the Heter Rabbi, the Yemar who is Matir Bacharis. However, we pass an MP8 kosher the Bukhar indeed, it is kosher on a Bukhar. Okay, the Mishnah in Kufmim Gimel Bay said Chalis Tavash, you have these honeycombs that already were crushed before Shabbos, and on Shabbos itself, honey oozes out. Chacham say, you're not on Shabbos, or Belezer, or Belezer was Matir. He also, Rabbi Shai Minada, Asi Vaisimasisibiyade, he came with the following Brysa, and he said, A new Brysa, Zaysim Vanavim Shariskamir of Shabbos, Viyatsu, he had these olives and grapes that were crushed before Shabbos, and the liquid went out on its own on Shabbos. Asur, you're allowed to drink it because you might come squeeze more. Rabbi Loz, Rabbi Shimon Matirin. So the truth is, what did he add? We, this is exactly what our Mishnah says. All he did was add another name. We had Machlikas Tanakama and Rabbi Lazar. Now we just brought in Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon. So I'm Rabbi Yosef Gavi, you say Rabbi Lashmina, and you came to tell me another person? I'm 
It's telling me even more. Dimas needs to develop a mission that spoke about Chalice Devash, these honeycombs. Honeycomb is considered it's considered a food, and Devash is also considered a food. So yeah, food going to food, it makes more sense that Rabalazar would be make or that when it comes to olives and grapes, they make car mishmashke. Originally, when the when the when the grape juice is still in the grape, so even though the grape is cut, but the grapes still contain the juice, so it's considered ochla, it's considered a food, when it oozes out, mashka, now it's considered grape juice, hey, Maloy, I would say Rabbi Lazar agrees to the chachamim, meaning I ought to eat it on Shabbos, drink it on Shabbos, come on, shalom, no, Rabbi Lazar is still makel on the grape juice that oozed out on Shabbos from these crushed grapes. Okay, we'll turn to a new sugi here, and uh, we have a new Mishnah. So the Mishnah says like this, Kol Shabbat B'chamim Erev Shabbos, anything that was put into hot water, Erev Shabbos, which means, we're going to learn this means Bishel, anything that was cooked before Shabbos, Sharon Oisei B'chamim B'Shabbos, you let it put it back into hot water on Shabbos. Why? Ain Bishel Acha Bishel, there is no, you, you can't further cook something that's already been fully cooked. So there's Halach of Ain Bishel Acha Bishel, now there's always, there's always a concern of Chazara, Isidra to show that you're, you're cooking on Shabbos, so we assume this means you're not doing it on the fire, it's a clear reshan off the fire, but you're halachically you're allowed to put it back in hot water on Shabbos. If something was not cooked uh, before Shabbos, you could you could rinse it with hot water on Shabbos. What is what type of you know hot water does this mean? So you have to be showing him a klisheni only. Some learn even eroy klirish, and even pouring hot water on something raw is mutter on Shabbos. So this is where you have a tremendous machlekes in the Paiskim. We had some of this earlier in Perak Kira, so we're not going to spend too much time on it. But that is this is the basis for the whole discussion of what's considered a klirish and a klisheni, uh, making coffee on Shabbos and tradition soup, and rewarming things up, putting croutons into soup, matz into soup. All these things come from our Mishnah. So. Halachas you are allowed to accept for things that are considered kale habishol. Chutz hayashan. You had these old salted fish, the kulyas ha'espanim, and the Spanish mackerel. Shadachasan zuig mamalachan. Rinsing it, maybe putting it into a cliche, depending how you learned what rinsing is. That is considered the gemamalachta, and that's how you finish cooking it, and therefore machmer. So these things are actually called kale habishol. So it's famous that many uh, of Achorinim said, since we don't know what kale habishol is, we should not cook anything in a klisheni. Anything that, that, is, that is raw should not be put into a klisheni on Shabbos, and that's how uh, you have the famous song, Ain't No Bishel in a klishlishi, I think it says. I don't know. I don't remember the song, actually. It's a Moshe Yes song. But halachically, it's only a chumrah because the Mishnah says that everything is fine except for these two things, Kali Abishal. But this again is the source for all the chumras we have of Kali Abishal and not using a klisheni to cook raw items on Shabbos. There's a sweeping heter of Ramosha Feinstein that anything that is being put into a klishlishi, there's no bishal at all. At most, there's a question by a klisheni, and according to Ramosha, and this is how many of the Rabbanim in America paskin for many, many years, until uh, we moved a little bit to the right, but many of the Rabbanim were, were makel that one is allowed to make tea on Shabbos in a klishlishi, and that would include making uh, tradition soups, or oatmeal, or anything, go down the list of anything that you want to make, as long as you are using a klishlishi, according to Ramosha Feinstein, it is mutter. However, there are those achronim that were machmer, and because it is a shaila, perhaps, perhaps, it's a stretch to say this, it's a shaila of a daraisa, there are many that are machmer, and they will not 
uh, cook raw items, even in a klishlishi on Shabbos, they will not make tea that hasn't been uh, made into tea essence before for Shabbos or instant tea. They will not make uh, you know roasted coffee that has not been cooked, only been roasted. So we can discuss at a different time what, what a person should do, but this is the, the source for the, for the machlaikas. Okay, so the Gemara says, Kigoyin Mai. So we said that once it's been cooked, then that, uh, that there will be a head to put it back into hot water. So the Gemara says, Kigoyin Mai, what exactly are you putting back into water? And once it's cooked already, shouldn't that be fine? I guess they didn't have croutons in those days. Kigoyin Mai, some Rav Safra, Kigoyin Taganolta de Rabbi Avi. There was this certain Tarnagola, the, the hen of Rav Abba, which they would soak it even after cooking it. I once went there and I ate this dish. didn't give me some good wine, three-year-old wine to drink. I would have had to vomit. I would have uh, spit it out. It was disgusting. He was from Eretz Yisrael, so he would spit when he would think about and he would say, disgusting. Amrav Yosef. So now he can have a little interesting back and forth here. It's like color war, competing, you know, between the Eretz Yisraelniks and the Chutzniks, fighting back and forth. Amrav Yosef, lyric, the Ravava. We have a reason to we'll spit out when we think about the hen of Rav Ava, who's from Eretz Yisrael. Va'oid, Amrav Gaza, Zimnechad Iklalas. And one time I went to Eretz Yisrael of this Kutach Tabavloi. I went and I brought the Babylonian recipe of Kutach with me, and she'ilamine kolbrichi marava. Everybody's begging me. All the sick people in Eretz Yisrael. They're begging for kutach. They love it. They can't get enough of this stuff. So don't tell me that our kutach is not good. Trust me. People were eating it plenty when I brought it up to Eretz Yisrael. Okay. The Mishnah said, anything that was not put into hot water before Shabbos, you could still uh, rinse it with hot water, whether that means eroy or it means a cliche as long as it's not kaliabishal of salted fish or that Spanish mackerel. Hediach mai. What if a person did it? He did use a eroy. He did cliche ni. Amar v'yosef hediach chayv chatos. Chayv chatos. Amar braid ravino. Afan anam etanim. What in our mission? Chutzim leiv yashin koyes aspanis. Shadachasin zui gemar melachta. No, you use the word melacha. That's melacha. Shmami no. It must be that you're chayv chatos for cooking kali habishol in a cliche ni, perhaps, or an eroy kli rishon. Yosef Rabbi Chia bar Abba v'Rabbi Asi kamei the Rabbi Yechonon v'Yosef Rabbi Yechonon v'Kamei Namni. And Rabbi Yechonon was, you know, dozing off. So he wanted to ask him these interesting questions to keep him uh, keep him awake. Why are the birds in Bavel fat? They're fatter than the ones in Eretz Yisrael. Amarle, Rav Asi responded, Go to Midbar Aza, which is in Eretz Yisrael, and I'll show you birds that are even fatter. How come in Bavel they have Simchas Yantif? When it comes to Yantif time, the Chutzniks, they're very excited about Yantif. Why? So he said, because they're so poor, they have nothing to be happy about the entire year. So comes Yantif, that's when they're happy. So it seems like a sarcastic response. So we'll see back and forth. So why, in Babel, do they have nice clothing? When Eretz they don't. Ah, so Rav Asi says because the Tamid Chachamim Bavel, they're not Bnei Tara, they're not Tamid Chachamim. So how is anybody going to respect them? So it can't be based on what comes out of their mouth. It has to be the long beard, the big, uh, the big hat, the frock. So that's the only time when that, that's why they wear these things because they're not Bnei Tara. Very jestful. Uh, so Why are the 
uh, uh, people that serve idols, why are they misuhamim? They're, they're not tar. So they eat lobster, they eat shkotzim uh, and that's why. So he woke up after all this uh, commotion. Didn't I tell you? The Pasuk says in, uh, in, in, uh, in Mishle, you say to Chachma, you're my sister. What does that mean? If something is clear to you, throw away the same way you know your sister is also to you. It's black and white. So that's how Chachma should be in your mind. Then, Amorel, you can open your mouth. But if you don't know anything, you don't know what you're talking about, if it's not clear to you, keep quiet. Vimlav loy It's a big aside for life. If you don't know what you're talking about, better to be quiet. So what are you, you're just asking stupid questions, you're making up stories, what are you doing? So Amorel, they responded, So far, you know what, you're right. We don't know what we're talking about, so you tell me why, why the bird's fat, why, why all these things? So, uh, so he responded, Why the bird's above all? Fat, the Mishlei Galu. They were never in, put into Galus, and therefore they always stayed, you know, well satiated. never went into Galus. I didn't know the birds never so went to Galus. They were exiled. The time looked in a bright sort of Yudah Aimer. So, of course, it's a Nyanid Yaima, Tishabov tonight. Hamishim Mushtaim Shanala over Ishbi Yehuda. 52 years, no man went through, uh, went through Yehuda. Shinemar, Alaharim Esabachiv and Ahim of Ishmaim, Abhim, nor to do Halachu. Behama is Begamachi, Hamshim Vitartan Hayos. 52 years, that Ertisol was abandoned. And we came back. We didn't really build the second bias yet, as the story goes. Ezra and Nehemiah. But at that point, we did. Come back to Eretz Yisrael. All the animals of Eretz Yisrael came back, except for this kulias in the Spanish mackerel. The madre, uh, the dar, the, it means the slopes of Bavel, they would bring the water back to Ain uh, Atum. So the fish would have gone back. The high of the Spanish mackerel didn't go back. Came to Lashara Shidrate. Its, uh, its spine is not firm. So Loimatsi Salik, it could not uh, go upstream back to Eretz Yisrael. Next question you guys asked. Why Babylon, the people in Babylon, they are happy by Yom Taiv? There's a there's curse on the Yom Taiv by Eretz Yisrael. That uh, that I, I swore by all the Yom Tov Chsiv Chachechem Umayedechem Son and Avshi Hayu Olayla Tairach. It's a Tairach to me. It's a burden on me. So we're saying that that they were cursed. That their Yom Tov will be a burden, and they don't get excited. But Bavo, they weren't cursed. My Hayu Olayla Tairach. I'm a blazer. I'm a kaddish baruch hu. Lay dying leaves so shechot and funny. Not only does Chai Yisrael sin to me, Ela Shematrich and Asilid that is a gzera kasha of Yelein. They they want to know which decree. I'm going to uh, to bring on them. Any yantif that happened, there was always uh, uh, soldiers came, troops came to ruin the party. There was someone, whether it was a hegmoin, some type of officer, governor, would come 
and bother people either collecting taxes or just making ruckus in the streets, and they would not be able to enjoy the Yom Tavim based on this curse. Next, next question you ask, Why did the Tamid Chum and Bava wear beautiful clothing? They don't live there. So if you're not from there, When you live in a place for a long time, so then people know you, you, could, you, are, you are recognized by your name. However, when a person is in a new place, nobody knows him, he doesn't have the confidence, and what he ends up doing is he ends up putting on a facade, he puts on you know, clothing or something to, to have his individuality in order for people to know him. So, below Masa Toisvai. And if it's not your city, Toisvai, it should go with your externals, your clothing. That's why the Tamir Chavim in Bavel, they wear these things. Next, they make a tzitzin, which means buds, and flowers, blossoms for the Torah. They're tremendous in the Cham. They're busy writing Svarim. We have a Shas Bavli. Fine, so don't tell me it's because they weren't Tamid Cham. That's not the reason. Now, why are the Avdik Cham Mizuhamen? They're not Tahar. Don't tell me it's because they eat lobster. It's not the reason. Shalai Amdu Al Sinai. They did not stand by Harsinai to get the Torah. Why? As we mentioned many times already, the, the Midrashim tell us that the Nachash actually had a bia with Chava. He put this Tumah into her. So what happened was, Klai saw that was by Harsinai. Their Zuhama was removed. And therefore, we're tar. They don't. They still have their original zuama from the nachash. What about a ger? What about what about a ger? So a ger, he wasn't by Harsinai. So I'm really no. They themselves weren't physically there. Mizalayu have with their mazel was there. Something was there. We always say there's a there's some nitzaytes in the shama that a ger has. We have so many wonderful gerim, so they must have been part of Klai Yisrael at some point. So the Gemara tells us that Mazalayu have their mazel was there by Harsinai. The Siddur Pasuk says, Those that are here, and then it says, Even those that are not here, they're still here. So what does that mean? It means there's some type of mazel, something of, of the future dairis, the future gerim, they were there by Harsinai. Now this discussion of what happened with the Zuama by Harsinai, who pleaded the Rabbi Abba Barakahana. It's a machlekes for the Rabbi Abba Barakahana. Then Rabbi Abba Barakahana, Ashol Ashloisha Doris the Pasuk Zuama Mevaseinu. It took three generations for the Zuama to pass. Avram Halid is Hishmal, Yitzchak Halid is Esav, and Yaakov Halid is Shnei Master Shvatim. Twelve pure Shvatim, and you see there was no more Zuama. Shlahayu Shem, Shlahayu Bahem Shum Doifi. There was no Doifi. There was no useless there. So therefore, you see that. After three generations, the Zuma was taken away. And this argues on the, the original idea was that it, would, it was taken away from Har Sinai. It was taken away at Har Sinai. Okay, Yashikoyach, Mirta Shem, we will try to get out Tafkuf Memvav soon as well.